The Cancer Assist Show, hosted by Dr. Bill Evans and brought to you by the Cancer Assistance Program. Help when you really need it. Hello, this is Dr. Bill Evans for the Cancer Assist Show. And I'm speaking again today about the pandemic of COVID-19. If you've heard my second podcast uh, in this new series of podcasts, then you know a lot about the pandemic already and the concerns that I have and uh, oncologists generally have for cancer patients. The data coming out of China suggests that patients are at much higher risk of getting a severe form of infection with COVID-19 because they're immunosuppressed by their disease or they're immune suppressed by the therapy and all forms of cancer therapy, be it surgery, radiation, and particularly chemotherapy depress the immune response, making people more vulnerable uh, to the virus. So it's particularly important that uh, cancer patients take heed to a number of messages. And cancer patients tend to be older. The median age of cancer is around 65, 70 years. So already you're in a group of individuals who are at higher risk and often just because of age, you have other comorbid conditions. Perhaps you have heart disease, uh, one form or another, or obstructive airways disease uh, um, from smoking perhaps, or diabetes or high blood pressure. All these things increase the risk of having a more severe uh, infection with COVID-19. So all the more reason to be really, really rigorous in social distancing. You've heard this over and over again. I prefer the term physical distancing. I like the term I heard uh, just the other day about imagining a bubble around yourself, a two meter diameter bubble. And you also wanna make sure you don't burst anybody else's bubble. So you wanna keep your distance from people and have a circumference around you where you're clear of other individuals. And obviously you're not going to be shaking hands or hugging or kissing even your kids, your grandkids, much as you'd like to. You just can't do it at this time. Until this danger passes, we really have to behave very, very differently than what we have in the past. And of course, I emphasized hand washing before. I emphasize it again. At least 30 seconds worth of washing with soap and water and using the right technique. That is making sure you wash your thumbs. People often don't. So you may have to watch a video on how to wash your hands. Uh, but think about those things when you're washing, that you're really washing every aspect of your hands. And if you do a thorough job, probabilities are very high that you'll get any virus you may have contacted uh, washed away. And then we have to be careful about the surfaces that we touch. Uh, you know, the tabletop, the handle on your door, um, all sorts of things that we touch on a daily basis, and then cell phones that we touch a lot. Then we wipe them down periodically again, soap and water or isopropyl alcohol, 60 to 70%. Now, for cancer patients, some of these things are difficult and some of our routine has to be changed. Uh, Particularly if you've been feeling pretty well and you get outside and go shopping uh, or have to pick up your medicines from the pharmacy, I'd have to tell you, don't do it. Uh, Get someone else to go out and do those things for you and make sure they're practicing physical distancing, that they deliver the food to your front door and leave it there. Then be careful to wipe down the packaging that comes in 
wash your hands before actually having the food um, and after um, handling the uh, delivery bags and so on. Um, and the same applies for your medicines coming from the pharmacy. If you don't have someone in your own home uh, to go and get you food or medicines, then get in touch with a friend or a relative or a neighbor. Um, there's bound to be someone who will pitch in and help, particularly in Hamilton. People are very generous with their time and willing to help out. And the Cancer Assistance Program is working on plans to help as well in terms of delivering food. Um, and we hope to be able to announce something very soon about how we could pick up food for you and deliver a meal to your front door. Um, we'll see, but we're working on it and working on it hard. Now, there's some other things to consider too that might help you maintain your health over this period of time. The World Health Organization has recently come out and commented that smoking and by extension vaping are things that one should try not to do during this pandemic. It's a new reason to stop smoking. But the smoking, we know, also depresses the immune system. And of course, smoke irritates the airway. So um, that gives the virus a greater chance to infect you. So really, this is a good time to try and stop smoking, difficult as that is. It's an addiction, we know that, but the cravings from smoking cessation can be overcome by nicotine replacement therapy. And there are multiple forms of that, ranging from the patch to sprays and lozenges and gum. And of course, counseling helps a lot too. And the counseling you might get is through Ontario Telehealth, calling them. Uh, they have individuals who've been specifically trained in smoking cessation. Tell them why you want to stop smoking now that you are a cancer patient and that you've been advised that it's important to quit now. They're going to be very busy at Ontario Health fielding all sorts of calls and they may think that talking to someone about smoking cessation is not the highest priority. But I'm telling you that it is and you should tell them that message as well. Now staying at home is very difficult. Uh, and, and if you're alone, it's particularly difficult, but it can actually be very difficult when your spouse is there too, because in our usual living, we spend a fair bit of time out of the house and we don't see our, our partner all day long. And sometimes when you're sort of cooped up together, it can be rather stressful. So you need to work on a strategy to make the time more enjoyable and to pass with less conflict, shall we say. And one of the things you can do is create a schedule of things you're going to uh, undertake together uh, or separately and uh, things that um, keep you active as well. Now, I'm particularly keen to see that cancer patients don't, because of this need to isolate, don't just sit around in their homes and uh, basically become weaker and debilitated. You need to maintain your strength uh, and your mobility. And so there's no reason not to go outside uh, with, with the person you live with all the time. 
for a walk. Again, keep your social distance. When I've been walking in Hamilton, I've noticed either I or others clear the sidewalk and walk six feet apart when passing other individuals, safe thing to do. But getting out to have that regular exercise is really important. If you can't get out for whatever reason, then try and do some exercise in your home. Maybe as simple as just walking around the house for 15 to 20 minutes and then sitting down or going up and down the stairs in your house. And recently I saw this fellow from the UK, uh, Joe Wicks, W-I-C-K-S. You could Google him and you'll find his exercise videos on YouTube. They may be good for those of you who are younger, even if you're older and reasonably fit, you might want to do the exercises with him. And he particularly is trying to get kids uh, involved in exercise because it helps to burn off their energy, gives them something to do at home. And uh, you might think of that if you've got young children in your home. So watch those exercise uh, videos and maybe there's something in that uh, uh, for you. But most importantly, just follow the advice of keeping distance uh, from others um, and being aware of the, the emotional effects of, of being home alone. So there are other things you might consider doing besides the, the exercise. You might spend more time browsing online, keeping up with the news, but make sure you're listening to good um, news sources. And I have to say that I'm very impressed with the leadership of our political leaders at this time and our public health and getting messages out that are clear and strong about what Canadians should be doing to protect each other. And uh, hats off to the Prime Minister and to our provincial leadership in what they've been saying and doing to help keep us all safe and get through this pandemic uh, sooner. Um, you can also use this as an opportunity to learn some of the tools that can connect people uh, online and using um, systems like Zoom and Microsoft Teams, etc. These uh, tools are really great for bringing groups together. Uh, just this past week, had the experience of using Zoom with the home church group and it worked really, really well and kept us all connected. And while I mention uh, that home church group, it's important to um, keep your spiritual life alive. If you're someone who is spiritual or is spiritually curious, it might be a time to explore your beliefs and to um, uh, be strengthened by them. Um, we all have some form of faith or at least a curiosity about spiritual things. So in a time when we're kind of locked away in our homes, uh, having more time on our hands perhaps, maybe it's the time in your life to explore um, what you believe. And it's also a time to catch up on your reading. There's certainly uh, a lot of books on my shelves that need to be read and I uh, hope to get through a few of them and perhaps you're in the same situation. Um, so let's take the advice we're getting from public health very seriously. Let's keep practicing physical distancing, washing our hands thoroughly and frequently, staying home but practicing 
um, other healthy habits, quitting smoking, getting exercise, eating well, but maintaining our social connections by using today's information technologies. And also, um, I wanted to make you aware that there could be changes in um, your cancer treatment schedule. I mentioned this in our, my last podcast. Since then, uh, Cancer Care Ontario has produced its pandemic, pandemic planning clinical guideline and distributed it out to the regional cancer centers. So I'm sure they will be operationalizing this now. Importantly, they're trying to create capacity for a potential surge in the number of patients affected by COVID-19 who require hospitalization. Uh, I've been an administrator in a number of institutions. And in fact, I was at Cancer Care Ontario's head office during SARS. So I know the challenges of finding places where cancer patients can get safely treated. And back at the time of SARS, we developed a priority uh, system, uh, or priority categories, I guess I should say, uh, for cancer care and the patients who definitely need to continue with their treatments versus those individuals who can have it deferred or alternatively for things that are um, not necessary at the present time, including well follow-up or genetic screening or um, other types of screening like for breast cancer, lung cancer, colon cancer. If in fact you were in the process of being screened and an abnormality has been detected, then the guidelines from Cancer Care Ontario would indicate that you should continue on with those investigations. But the priority classification system goes A, B, C, and A is really those individuals who have an unstable clinical situation, which might include having really terrible suffering from pain or other uh, cancer-related symptoms, and certainly anybody with an immediately life-threatening circumstance, uh, such as a rapidly progressing cancer, uh, spinal cord compression, um, bleeding from the intestinal tract or from the lungs, or acute pain, so there's a number of important clinical circumstances where no matter what, you need to be seen and assessed by your oncologist um, and receive care. Um, in category B are the largest category of patients. And those are individuals where cure would not likely be adversely affected by a delay in treatment and where Physician and patient need to weigh the risk of getting an infection during this pandemic versus starting on treatment. This is going to be a judgment call, and it may vary from place to place in the province. Uh, places that don't have a lot of COVID-19 yet uh, would have capacity to uh, provide a surgery for a patient with breast cancer, whereas some other a location with a lot of pressure on the hospital um, for beds, for ICU, for healthcare providers, for personal protective um, equipment may not be able to take on the, the cancer surgery or provide some of the other cancer services at this time. 
Back in the SARS epidemic, I actually had responsibility for seeing that patients who were on treatment at several institutions that got shut down because of SARS received their care in other institutions in the province of Ontario. And I can't predict what the future will hold as it relates to COVID-19, but I think if you're a cancer patient on treatment, you need to keep that in mind, that that might be something that could happen in the course of this pandemic before it goes away. Also, whenever possible, communicate with your healthcare provider by phone. Don't just show up in an emergency room without telling them you're coming. Um, if you have questions, concerns, talk to your oncologist by phone first and find out what they'd advise. Clearly, if you're on chemotherapy or on radiation and you have nausea or you have new symptoms, you'll want to talk to a physician to get advice about how uh, you should be managed and, and call them. That's the best thing you can do. I just mentioned this category C. These are the patients who uh, have, um, what shall we say, less important skin cancers, not melanoma, the, the cancers we call basal cell and squamous cell cancer. Th these cancers are pretty slow growing and almost benign and, and shouldn't be uh, seen just during the pandemic anyway. Um, people on screening programs, I've mentioned the breast screening, the colorectal cancer screening, the high-risk lung cancer screening program, all can have their uh, appointments delayed. The people who might be coming to a, a cancer genetics uh, clinic in order to find out if they have a familial cancer, they can be delayed. And certainly follow-up visits uh, and survivorship clinics can be deferred. So this is an update and I'll probably do another update depending on how uh, this pandemic rolls out. It could be with us for quite some time. In uh, many parts of North America, we're seeing a rapid increase in the number of cases. And so we're far, far from uh, seeing an end to it. Um, and so you just got to batten down the hatches, do what uh, is being advised by public health, but also by um, Cancer Care Ontario and your oncologist. And I wish you well, um, and I'll be talking to you again soon in the next podcast. Bye for now. This has been the Cancer Assist Show, brought to you by the Cancer Assistance Program.